Every new life calls for a life to be lost. The equilibrium of the world must be maintained. Are you willing to accept the risk? What must we do? Who sings with such a beautiful voice? Could you just read the part where they kiss? If I ever see you with him again, you will both regret it. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 129. What? And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. My name is Graham. Welcome. Graham's back. Welcome back. It's great to be back. Thank you guys. Dope. Yes. Nice. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching. TV shows. Uh, Before our featured review of Dunkirk, Red just can't handle it right now. pretty good. Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah, I don't watch TV, so I don't know what it is. TV shows. <laughs> Christopher Nolan is back. Where did he go somewhere? Well, he went to s- space and he folded in on itself and he went inside a bookcase and the tesseract. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was still interesting though. Love is the fifth dimension. But I think it's <laughs> it's it's safe to say that Christopher Nolan has redeemed himself cuz we're reviewing Dunkirk and it's fucking insane. It's a nice looking movie. Oh, okay. You saw it at the AVX? Yep. Yeah. Graham as well. I saw ABX. Yeah, it's I may have seen a slightly larger. We went to the IMAX. Uh, I saw. I think Matt Singer on Twitter said uh, very facetiously. I think he was being kind of silly, silly goose about this one. Said if you don't see Dunkirk projected onto the side of a full moon, <laughs> do you even love movies? <laughs> And Basically, then I believe no. I, I believe a giant chain went down, got sillier from there. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, however. Google Play. Yeah. Where else? Tune in radio. Basically wherever you get your podcasts. You know, all, all over. All of the good things, man. iTunes. Uh there's also a new Facebook page that you can check out. Please like it. The Vertical Viewing yeah. Podcast is on Facebook. Finally. Um check out movies of the day. There, there, there are movies of the day coming mm-hmm. up Monday to Friday. I don't want to clog up people's feeds. I, I, I'm really careful about that. You know, yeah, it's a thing. People you, will silence you. So yeah, check it out. The Vertical Viewing Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Verticalviewing.com is where you can donate, just like Rhonda did. Which, yes, thank, thank you. you very much. We appreciate Ooh. everything that anyone can do. Very generous donations. What element is that? Uh, that. <laughs> Rhonda has a generous donation that is above and beyond what you can donate on Patreon.com because VerticalViewing.com, there's a PayPal link that'll just... Dude, Rhonda's magnesium. Ooh. Yeah? Yeah. Very nice. Uh, you can also go to Patreon.com slash VerticalViewing. You can become a patron, one, two, or three dollars per month. We're building that periodic table out. Mm. We're, there's a Dune review coming, though. That's the big news, I think. That's a special It was requested piece. by our patrons. Mm-hmm. Martin requested that we review Dune, so we have to comply. If you donate at least a dollar to the Vertical View Podcast, then we have to review whatever you say to us. Really? Is, is the review of the month for, yeah, the patrons. We do reserve the right to deny <laughs> film selection. But for the most part, we're we going to be pretty wide open. No, here. I don't think we do. 
There should be there should be like a minimum like if it's a certain amount you can't like say I'm not no. watching snuff if you're not yeah Serbian film well we're not doing. no, no. E, yeah no but we're like, not gonna do that see now we're in trouble for you even saying the name of that well no one wants us to review that because no one's seen it by the way people don't Google it or your no, computer will be don't flat do <laughs> Patreon.com let us know what movie you want us to review you can also go like we said verticalviewing.com email us verticalviewing at gmail.com you can let us know what movie you want to review there as well. There's many ways you can do this, guys. Just talk to us. Have a conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Follow me on Ladderboxd. I dare you. No one does. Actually, you do, but you don't do anything on there, Mike. <laughs> well, yeah, I follow you. Mm. You, you, you <laughs> did what I asked. Yeah. yeah, true. So, quickly, mm. because the Dunkirk review is looming. Mm. Looming large. Well, we have to get the hell out of here before like it drops. The Germans are right behind a dune. They might be letting sand. us... They m- uh, might be letting us leave. Nice. We have time to do a quick podcast. Okay. What did you watch this week, Red? I think it's something really weird. I did watch something that was really weird, and I think I really liked it. Yes! Uh, it's Tale of Tales, um, which is the weirdest movie I've seen in a while. Like, weirder than, like, time crimes or, like, anything. Is that the fairy tale one? Yeah, it's all based on old Spanish fairy tales, like, before some of them, like, morphed into ones that we later would recognize. Um, So there's... The flea is so weird. Yeah, there's, like, a giant flea in this, and then there's a princess who gets, like, married to an ogre. There's a sea serpent. There's magical uh, childbirth and, like... springs that burst out of tree roots and all kinds of just incredible magical it's awesome it's so weird and wonderful and like nothing that i've seen trailer looked pretty great yeah like salma hayek um like devouring this giant bloody dragon heart dragon heart at this t- wall all everything's all white except her chair and her dress which is all black and she's eating this giant heart and the blood's all over her face and she's just you know not she's single-minded you know she wants this more than anything she wants she has to eat the heart john, to pregnant john, john with a child. c Riley is in he's this died. yeah he her husband john c Riley goes down in this dragon battle that's pretty to, badass he has to fight he has to bring back the heart of a sea monster and he, <laughs> he manages to slay one but dies in the process early in the film and uh it's it's really cool i mean i don't know what else to say about this movie well there's three different stories that are very different so you've got the twins you've got well they're twins but they're from different mothers they're magical twins that are like sea serpents like they're yeah salma Hayek eats the heart and gives birth to these Twins that have the powers of dragons. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. That sounds pretty great. Yep. <clears throat> the other one involves, like I said, the flea, I think, is where this... There's a two-partner to that one. It's a An... guy has a flea that he loves more than his daughter that he raises by feeding it his own blood. And then um, when his daughter... I don't want to give everything away, Well, yeah, of actually. course. No, but like the, the, these are fables that you sort of have to yeah. explain a bit, you know? Yeah. Like... So there's a, his princess daughter ends up with an ogre... <laughs> and has to get rescued, and then uh, the, the final one with the Vincent Cassell. Yeah, there's is a like strange... a strange. It's a super horny king. That's like every time you see him, he's like surrounded by a bevy of nude women, and they're just everyone's just chugging wine and f- screwing the, the, each other's brains out. And uh, 
he just has the best life and then he hears of a beautiful voice singing outside his castle walls and he must have her uh, but it's He's like, how old are you, 17, 18? I, I, I want to meet you. But she's actually like an old hag, and there's this whole thing about hiding how old she is, and then she gets maybe transformed into a young, beautiful woman. And Oh, it's there's a lot going on. They, they feel like lessons. They feel like really dark, obviously, and they're lessons to young adolescents to... I think maybe like keep it in their pants almost some of these or to just scare them out of mischief in general. Um, but they're, they're very dark. These are not your yes, regular it's dark fantasy for sure, but these they're based on real fairy tales mm-hmm. from Spain that are not your typical fairy tales. Like they, they had a different purpose than the fairy tales that we're used to. Like they were, well, most fairy tales were not happy stories yeah no the original ones and our fairy tales come from like crazy dutch stories these are particularly twisted and fucked up there's there's some of the elements were so cool like like the i didn't realize you know he's referred to as the necromancer in the credits i guess but you never know this dark wizard's name that shows up at the doorstep and like he speaks mysteriously and uh i don't know weird stuff happens it's it's really cool (laughs) yeah i i came away with it Kind of with the same, the same thing. It's really weird, but it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's very original. Tale of tales. Nice. Yeah, and, and it, these three storylines are sort of getting intercut all back and forth, right? We don't. And yes, we near, don't. We near don't. the see end, the, there's a scene yeah. with all of them together, sort of your favorite. You know, we see the team assembled. It's kind of cool, but it, in a fairy tale movie, like it. Of course. They all are in the same kingdom, right? It's mm-hmm. it's cool, man. The way they keep showing the castle, there's a lot of neat shots of the castle from different different the, angles. Well, I don't, I don't get that tightrope walker at the end. I don't know what's going on. It's like on a golden tightrope. It's just a weird Dude, image. Dude, it's the guy. It's the guy, <laughs> of course. It's from, okay. the, from the, the surviving performer family member. Okay. Yes, yes. Check out Tale of Tales, everybody. It's a weird-ass movie. You can find it at your local library. Just know that Red liked it a lot. Nice. Mike, did you watch something cool? Uh, well, I fin- no, I finished watching uh, Friends from College just because. <laughs> okay, just because I needed something on while I was packing and uh, and eating because um, it's not good. I said this last week. Uh, I thought it. I thought it may have actually gotten better because episodes three and four were kind of entertaining. Nope, zero payoff. This this is such a terrible series. Don't watch it. Uh, and then so to clean <laughs> okay. to cleanse my palate, I watched Pixels. That's, oh, that's good idea. Dog shit. <laughs> a uh, terrible Adam Sandler movie. So this was actually a little more entertaining than I expected it would be. It just started oh. off because they're like, ah, I don't know what to throw on the TV while I'm having dinner. Just something that I don't care about because I've got to do something a case of right after it. And you ended up caring about it. Uh, well, no, it's a stupid premise, but it was. Uh, I laughed a decent number of times throughout this movie. It's offensive as a gamer, right? They, the, it's clearly made by people who don't. Are not know gamers. Anything about playing video games. Right? Really? I, I feel like, yeah. I don't know. They're just talking about the old 19, early 1980s I arcade guess. games. It, it, it feels very phony. Well, that, Adam Sandler, for sure. He's the worst part of the movie, but that's just Adam Sandler. He's, he's, the, he's checked the worst, out. Yeah, he's the worst part of every movie these days. Where does the movie take place? Uh, like DC. Oh, weird. Because usually he just like films in tropical locations and makes it a vacation. Well, because he can 
somehow get people to pay him and his friends to go chill somewhere and, yeah. and make a this movie. This movie takes place he at an all-inclusive resort. Uh, he doesn't need to do that. He has like a $100 million contract with Netflix right now, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Except... Making a hundred movies. Has, have you noticed that his movies just seem to have disappeared on Netflix? Like, they might still be there, but they're not advertised anymore. That They're just... You're not seeing the ads for Sandy Wexler all over the place? No, it's... It's kind of hard to uh, to find these movies what now. What about that Western thing he did? Is the Ridiculous that... Six? Yeah. The movie that I tried three separate occasions, five minutes each time to watch? No. Mike, Mike digs in the trenches and does, like, he gets... Heavy his, lifting. Yeah. Like and his, he can't watch that movie. <laughs> so, Pixels... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pixels is not a good movie, but it actually, it was not as bad as I thought based on all of the reviews. So, that Way was... Way better than Ridiculous That was Six. surprising. It's it, it's easy to watch. Yeah, it, it's really bad, and the the acting is terrible, and the script is pathetic. Yep. When you say easy to watch, is this like a kind of like a Paul Blart type movie? It's better than that. It's like the effects are really. Tr- it, it, it's 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 kind of a fun. Well, adventure. It, it, has, the it has fun little jokes here it's and silly, there too. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the the inventor of Pac Man going up to Pac Man and be like, "No, he's my son. He's not evil." And then the alien Pac Man bites his arm off like that. I, I, would you? <laughs> I don't know um, if it's is it better or worse than the new Ghostbusters movie? Mm-hmm, oh, it's worse question. than that. Who, it is. It is probably worse. Yeah. Who is this movie aimed at? I have no idea. That's the problem. I have no idea. It's like eighties games, right. but the movies for like little kids. Well, and because yeah. and because Adam Sandler's character shuts down new age video games. He's like, "Where's like? I don't understand what you're doing here. What's the point of these games? There's no patterns." Because I guess his character's supposed to be sort of autistic, maybe because he sees all these, but he's not. Like I don't understand. He, his character is so good at these games because there are patterns. Like they're simple games. That it, it, it reminds me of the scene in Billy Madison where the kid says, Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis is the best video game ever. I disagree. I disagree. I think it's a very good game, but I think Donkey Kong is the greatest video game ever. Donkey Kong sucks. No, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, like, it, it, he's, he's clearly a classic gamer with the Twitch sort of attitude that, you know, yeah. games aren't as challenging now as they used to be. You know, gamers are not as hardcore as they were when arcade games were. We have save features. All that stuff. Yeah. It's kind of true. I was playing Mega Man the other day. It's hard as fuck. Mega Man is hard. I don't know if it's necessarily true, though, because stuff like Dark Souls exists these days, and people challenge themselves to not save at all and not die at all. And, and play the game with yeah, a DDR pad. Yeah. It's difficult to, like, assess the difficulty levels because the games are so different. It's like mm. a different universe. Yeah. Right? How do you compare mm. something like um, I don't know what's the that frog game that has that nearly impossible level? Um, Battletoads. Sh- yes, Battletoads has a level. Or the uh, t- the Ninja Turtles game has that bomb diffusing level oh, that no one can beat. Yeah. But like, yes, there was no saves, and yes, you could you could die. But but yeah, you know, Dark Souls or something like. How do you how do you is Skyrim more difficult? Like, I don't no, know. There's no, there's so the game is so long. So just in the time investment, isn't that a difficult thing? Like, how do you, we can't compare these things. They're from different times. Okay. Different, different, uh, we can compare them in some aspects. You don't need skill. Gameplay. Like, uh, we're talking about skill. Different economies as well, though, right? Like, because quarter, quarter, quarter sucking, quarter sucking game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like the entire structure of gaming is different. 
Yeah. Right. Well, and maybe it's not though. You're putting in little microtransactions onto games on your phone. That's sort of like an arcade. Well, you front load the purchases now for like 70, 80 bucks as opposed to best value spending that many quarters. Can you imagine arcade. going back in the day to an arcade and just stuffing like a <laughs> hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. Putting you, like people did that. Yeah. 500 quarters into a uh, machine. Yeah. So that that's pixels, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Not as bad as I thought, but also not a good movie. Not in any shape. Yeah. yeah. Or for like Michelle Monhan, I feel really bad for her. Just everyone is in a bad movie <laughs> and they're just trying to make sure they get paid and get to the credits mortgage payments yeah, yeah adam sandler should just stop <laughs> well that's not happening <laughs> i know um do you have anything else oh i played destiny 2's beta but um, Ooh, whatever talk about it good bad not so good no. oh well I, I played it when i was drunk to start and oh. so i thought it wasn't so good and then i played it again when i was sober and said oh no wait this is actually better than i thought it was <laughs> better than like <laughs> much better than destiny uh i'm actually a little concerned that it's slower than destiny like the first one, like it, it does, you don't move as quickly. Mm. Uh, but apparently they've addressed that by saying that there'll be speed boost gear that you can put on and crap like that. Um, it's the same exact game. Yeah, that's what it, I kind of saw in the. Yeah, there's some commercial. well, there's some newer stuff in it, which I think is kind of neat. But I'm cautiously optimistic. I haven't pre-ordered it or anything. Like I'm not going to pre-order. I'm going to wait. Yeah, No Man's Sky taught us all that lesson. Well, Destiny 1 taught us that lesson, too. That as well, yeah. It was, a, yeah. Couple, it was a bad couple years, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't always go well. Yeah. I, I mean, I put hundreds of hours into Destiny 1. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, I played, the, I played the, uh, the, uh, the, the king or whatever. The Taken the, king. Taken king. It's yeah. cool. That, uh, that's all I got. All right. Graham, do you have anything cool? Um, so just a couple of things. One movie I saw that was terrible, and I'll talk about it for a little bit. And then <laughs> another one that was kind of a, not really a movie, but kind of a philosophical question based around movies. Mm. So start with the movie. Um, few, I guess it wasn't last week, probably a few weeks ago, but I'm not on every week, so I think that can count for me. Um, so I nope no okay <laughs> <laughs> nice so, uh, I don't watch that many movies but I was watching a lot of really serious stuff you know documentaries and political things and stuff so I just wanted to watch an action movie just like a dumb just like shoot 'em up action movie and I like I like the ones where you can compare you know how they always make the movies in pairs so like yes, Armageddon yes. and then and then Deep, Deep Impact, Impact. Yeah. so I saw uh, a while back I saw um. What's the White House one? White House Down. Oh, no. Right? And Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, and so I wanted to watch Olympus Has Fallen to compare it and see how ridiculous they are or how similar they are. But they didn't have it on Netflix, so I had to watch London Has Fallen, which is a sequel. Yeah. And <laughs> it's two. terrible. Oh, yeah. I've seen this movie. <laughs> so I don't know if it's worse than, than Olympus Has Fallen because I didn't get to watch it. But I, I, I saw Olympus Has Fallen, and I thought it was all right because it's hard R. There's guys. It's a squib movie. Oh. So if you, if you like squib. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so is, is this is one. London is no, Fallen? Definitely. Squ- it's a squib movie? Not particularly well done, but there's lots of blood. I think White that. House Down was the better of the two, though. I, well, White House Down <laughs> is, was a PG-13 Roland Emmerich right. sort of uh, over-the-top disaster movie thing, right? With terrorists. Yeah. The, the, the Olympus Has Fallen yeah. was with, I think, North Korea? North Korea, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, like, they didn't even, like in this movie, they didn't refer to anything that happened in that movie at all. Like, yeah, okay. It not, Same like, they never talked it. about it. Just like real life. Well, like, at least... Where no one talks about that movie. <laughs> but, like, right, <laughs> but, but at least, like, John McClane makes references to other things in Die Hard. He's like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me again. What are the odds? <laughs> but, like, in this movie, the Secret Service guy isn't, like... 
wow, I'm being attacked by terrorists again. I have I've to fallen again. Hundreds of them. No, it's like, it doesn't happen. It's just an average Tuesday for Gerard yeah. Butler. Yeah. And like the stabbings. There's so many stabbings. There's no yippee kaye. No, no cool little lines like that. The explosions aren't even done well. Like the CGI doesn't look good. And just like, not, you don't watch the movie for the plot, but the plot is really, really bad. Like terrorists try and kill a whole bunch of world leaders at once. Yeah, and the Aaron Eckhart is the... Aaron Eckhart's fine. Yeah, the act- actors president. are actually pretty good. He's the president. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's the vice president because, of course, he's in all those movies. But, like, the, the, the terrorists infiltrate the London police department somehow, but not with, like, one guy, with, like, 50 terrorists, and none of their supervisors notice, and they just, like, open fire on all the world leaders that day. And then and then the rest of the movie... <laughs> to the, um, the two main characters are kind of like walking through the deserted streets of London and there's no one there in London. And like, well, well, the, you know, the police asked them to all stay home. Like, but it's 10 million people in that city and none of them come outdoors. The 28 days later situation. Yeah, somehow, but they're all just staying home. Okay. Yeah. But you got to evacuate the people if you want to blow the city up. Well, like they, they wouldn't have had time. Like, like they just say, don't come out of your, you know, don't like, don't go outside. <sighs> it just doesn't, it well, doesn't make sense. What? Well, yeah. What bugged me about this movie was it was a it was more of the U.S. rah rah like we're better than everybody yeah. else. We're on we're in the U.K. but oh, no. we're, we're we're better at this than oh, they the, are. The politics are awful, but they're not even like you know you can kind of attack them. For, they're just like weak and they don't it's not even well thought through. It's just it's just lame and yeah. All right, well so that sucks. Love this movie. Yeah. ten out of ten. Yeah, really would bad. Watch again. I mean, I did watch it to the end because you know. What that, else that, I, I mean, once you commit, yeah. The the first one is like a six and a half at best. I'm sure this is even worse than that. Will, so for sure, yeah. yeah the yeah. the first one is worth watching if you don't give a shit. This one, I don't imagine. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even for okay. action. He wouldn't. Guys, yeah, guys, don't he wouldn't do, do it. it. He wouldn't don't do, it. do it. Anything else? So the only other point that I kind of wanted to discuss with you oh, guys. Yeah. So, um recently there's a lot of sort of nerd culture stuff going on, right? Like D23 and Comic-Con and all that stuff. And everything's full in the, in the news feeds about all the different trailers being released and stuff. Way and too many. Way too many. And yet, the, the, so the big one was, I guess, one of the big ones was uh, was Infinity War. Right? And it's the first teaser trailer that's been released. But the journalists aren't allowed to actually like show it. It hasn't been officially released yet. So they were just allowed to describe, describe the trailer yeah. that they saw. And you know how you used to have like trailers and that was it and then there was teaser trailers which is like a trailer of a trailer but now they're like talking about a trailer we might see soon that it will then make a prelude to the trailer of the actual movie so good right <laughs> we like, do th- we don't do that on the podcast luckily but like at what point does it get well let's talk it's already about absurd that journalist according to the journalist what they see in the first scene is and then like and according to everything that that journalist has written previously in their career, we can infer from this. Right. Are yeah. they just shills? Like, if, they, if you think about it, they're just unofficially advertising for the movie. Well, they can't really give it a bad review because they haven't seen enough to be bad. Well, it's just when people fall in love with marketing campaigns for things. Like, I can't wait to see... Like, right now, Thor Ragnarok looks amazing. It does. But yeah. right now, I'm, I'm in love with a marketing campaign. For sure, yeah. I mean, they have to. It's not not that I'm against advertising, but like, isn't this kind of like three or four levels too far now? Like, just wait till the movie's out, or wait till the first commercial comes out. Maybe. Yeah. Like, how do we? Okay. Know. So, listen, yeah, our view, vertical viewers out there, write in to us at verticalviewing at gmail dot com and tell us how you would fix the movie industry. <laughs> okay, they'll just they'll just, they'll That's just a pretty wide, wide question. Just, just give us the solution and then we're going to call Hollywood. Well, we'll, we'll I don't think the, the, does the movie industry do this or do just dumb journalists who want clickbait ads. Well, yeah, but clearly I mean the 
Marvel or whoever is is doing it too, right? They're like, well, here here you can watch it, but the, but we're not going to release it yet. But you many. can talk about it. Yeah, you well, can describe I guess it. That, it's like a court journal, <laughs> like a court reporter who has to draw because they can't release video and they have to draw the thing. Well, what if like if this is just adding value to the people who bought <laughs> comic tickets, artists? Can they to come draw in the trailer? As they should tra- get the comic artists who did the comics originally to come in and <laughs> watch on, pause the it, trailers pause it. and then write comics. But wait, and then there could be a commercial for that comic. Could be like when yes. the, when you can't take cameras into a courtroom. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'll a, sell artist. However, if if this is Comic Con and people are spending a lot of money to go to this thing, which I don't know if I would, but yeah. it, this Hall H bullshit and people right. waiting three days to get into Hall H, whatever the hell happens, do you get like a bunch of ladies start licking your your nuts when you go into Hall H or something? Is it is that, that good? Marvel trailer. This <laughs> is where it's the best place in the world, I guess. Hall H. Um, part of the pack. That's where they show all this stuff. That's where you get Star Wars a year early. And I could see yeah. the argument of like <laughs> if, if you spend a lot of money, I, I would, I would kind of like the the novelty of going to this and and saying I watched a trailer that no one else can see right now. Yeah, I mean it's amazing that it hasn't been leaked already. That's you see sometimes really bad footage of. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. People are like jazzed. They're like, I got to see a commercial. Like that's because right. that's what it is. It's a fucking commercial. It's a very carefully selected collection of the best scenes. It's not even really representative of it, right? Like, but I mean, it's not selling something that is. And it's something you're already going to buy. Something you're already going to buy. They're already all going to buy. That's the thing. It's not selling it. And we're pretty sure that Thor Ragnarok's going to be awesome. Yeah, because Taika makes good movies. Yeah, there's a lot of signs pointing. And Infinity War, like, there's no reason for them to totally screw that one up. I, you know, I mean, there's patterns, right? We know that Marvel TV shows fail. Like, The Inhumans is probably not going to be very good, except for the Netflix ones. Yeah, those ones there's are good. Qu- there's quality behind this. Well, defend. Yeah, and Defenders is coming out in a couple of weeks. So. And that trailer looks good. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. I, I, I just th- just an open question. Don't forget that there's teasers for trailers. Yeah. So where it's yeah, like, but now there's going to uh, be eight, talking and, about trailers and then teasers and yeah. then trailers. Yeah. Guys, I I got a chance to watch a movie this week. Would you watch? The uh, this is a movie that uh, basically wrecked me in in the best possible way because would it's, you uh, watch I, I watched a ghost story oh, oh yeah. yeah and i um jinx buy me a coke <laughs> you have one i spent <laughs> about half an hour drifting around vancouver just with a ferocious ugly cry going on oh really after wow. this movie yeah so this movie is directed by david lowry he did pete's dragon last year Still have not yet. It's amazing. You said, yeah, you said that was really good. It's amazing. Watch Touching. Pete's, Pete's mm. Dragon is amazing. And it's just a beautiful, like... Lush animation. It right? looks like a... No, it's a live action. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. It, it looks like an indie movie just with a CGI dragon in it. It's mm. it's amazing. Um, so he followed that movie up with this a ghost story. 87 minutes long. Four by three aspect ratio. Love it. Mm. Love it. Rounded corners. Digging it. Wow. Digging it. Um, that's an interesting yeah, choice. It looks really cool. What is the claim to fame of this movie? Probably is two things. Number one, Casey Affleck dies and plays a ghost, and his ghost character is wearing a bed sheet, a with, sheet the, right? yeah. with the eyes cut out. Like your stereotypical, terrible Halloween you, costume. You tell somebody that, and they laugh and say, This sounds stupid. Uh, what, Red, you cannot touch your eyes. You cannot touch your no, eyes no, right no. now. Don't worry, it's not that. Um, and the second thing about this film that's strange, claim to fame, what people will mention is that there's a, I think it's five minutes long, the scene of Rooney Mara eating a pie. 
that lasts for no joke four to five minutes without cutting. What's wrong with that? Um, some people left the theater when that was happening. Was mm-hmm. it, don't don't you? I mean, I don't see what's wrong with sitting down was and it eating like a pie. Disgusting pie? Or? <laughs> no, it looked like really tasty pie. Um, I love pie. It's so basically, one of my favorite desserts. The uh, it, it, that that scene really moved me because you are sitting there with her on the floor as she eats this pie and grief over mm. losing Casey Affleck in this car accident, mm. literally in the driveway of their house, basically backing out of the driveway. Mm. Um, and I could tell people were snickering in the audience and they didn't. Why are we not cutting away for minutes on end? Mm. She's sitting here chewing this pie, slowly breaking down, crumbling, if you will, <laughs> like a, like pastry. Maybe. I don't know. On a tasty but piece with, of with, pie. With, um, Strawberry rhubarb or... For me, I found it really touching because as she's breaking down and starts crying, there's so much characterization in each cut of the fork as she's like frustratingly and and depressingly and... Like I could, there's a million emotions that are coming through just in the way she's eating this pie. So there's some like real... uh, Well, the movie... Acting in here. The movie really is about... Casey Affleck becoming this ghost and then occupying this house where he feels uh, sort of he felt at home at that Rooney Mara, his girlfriend, wanted to leave. Mm. And he essentially haunts this house over un- unknowable lengths of time. Like the, the movie starts off at what you think is going to be this sort of depressing ghost love story thing. But it ends up following Casey Affleck through decades and years into the future essentially is there like a uh, uh, a plot that connects the glimpses you get of there, the various times there there is what if you've seen the trailer for this Rooney Mara talks she says um when i was a kid i used to write little messages and hide them in places in my house so that if i ever wanted to go back there there'd be a piece of me waiting so early in the movie she writes a tiny message on a piece of paper, which the director told her to not tell anyone. So Rooney Mara wrote something on a piece of paper and no one knows what it was because she didn't tell anybody. It's a real secret. Write a real secret, a personal thing on a piece of paper that means something to you and your character. She inserts it into a crack in a door frame and then paints over it, sealing it into the house. Um, And Casey Affleck's ghost then spends kind of the rest of the movie like his his unfinished business if you will is finding is, all the is, notes is, is no there's only one and he knows oh. where it is and he he like so over time the paint's scratching away and he's trying to get at this he's picking away at this little door frame trying to get the note i'm but not going to i'm not going to ruin it here he's a ghost. um but like there's this movie has really long takes so if you if you don't know about indie movies, if you have no patience, this movie is a test of that. But also, there's a point to why there's these long takes, and you're supposed to be bored, hmm. and you're supposed to ask why is this taking so long? Because he got nothing else to Casey, do. Think about how boring it would be to be a ghost <laughs> and stuck and in the house sitting, forever, standing in a room, haunting a place hmm. for decades. No wonder, they, no wonder they're in bad moods. Um, yeah, it's it's what would a ghost want? What would a ghost need? What would a ghost care about? Freedom <laughs> and self-expression. And and what Rooney Mara does by leaving that little note in there, sort of saying like I'm leaving a piece of myself in this house, so that you know there's some there's a part of me there 
So he can leave the house, can't leave the house until he gets the piece of her. That's sort of what the, yeah, and it's insanely touching. It ends up being ridiculously profound, and it's about, like, the vast enormity of time and how long it can stretch out and and almost... I, I don't, yeah, it's like it's looping back on itself. It's, so we should all see um, a ghost story. It's it's incredible. Hmm. It's incredible, but it tests your patience and rewards it in a really profound way. Hmm. Um, just know that you're going to be sitting there watching nothing happening for several minutes on end in some scenes. Like, but again, it it rewards your patience in such an amazing way hmm. um, that it that I think you you might be in the middle of it. Uh, three stars on this thing, but then t- in the last five ten minutes, ratchets up to high marks. To nice. wandering around, the it's city one of my f- it's, with an ugly cry. Yeah, yeah, I could not stifle this one, man. It's it's one of my favorite movies of the year, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, it's just about like leaving your mark on the world. How can we uh, get a hold of this? A ghost story is in theaters now. Nice. Is it, how many? <laughs> Limited in, release. Probably Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah. Hopefully expanding soon. So check it out. Again, a hard movie to recommend. I'm not going to just say go out and watch this. Would you a say lot this of people is what would t- we call... This is a very much a double Black Diamond nice. adventure here. Mm. It's a hard recommend, but again, really rewarding. A Ghost Story is one of the most profound movies I've seen in maybe a few years. Hmm. Really deep stuff, guys. Uh, and again, like I said, the... Uh, the the message that Rooney Mara inserts into the wall and paints over, they demolish the house in one scene as time is moving, you know, into the future, and Casey Affleck is trying to get at it. Uh, they rewrote the note, so no one actually knows what Rooney Mara wrote on that. Hmm. Interesting. That message because they demolished the house. The secret hmm. went down with it. Yeah, guys, the ghost story is amazing. So you're saying it's. So you're better saying, than source code. So you're saying it's better than source code. Yeah, it's better than Free Jack as well. Um, I uh, quickly also watched Twenty One, Twenty Two, Jump Street. Love them. Nice. Both amazing. Of them. Nice. Well, they're just amazing. They go together like. Uh, yeah, they go together like Twenty One and Twenty Two. Yeah, sure. Forty Three Jump Street. I want Men in Black Twenty Three. I want MIB Twenty Three so be bad. So good. I, it would I, be. I just I want the line. I want Ice Cube to say, "Y'all two motherfuckers are joining the Men in Black." I mean, as long as I get that, it's the movie's a hit. Well, think about think about Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum trying to pretend that they are Men in Black agents. Be like, yeah, we've been on missions, right? It's the, they're Just always undercover. The think, remember the room that Will Smith in the first movie yeah. he walks through and sees all the aliens. Think about that scene they're done today to, with those two clowns, and they're gonna have yeah. to pretend like they are seasoned Men in Black agents who know what the hell's going on. It's Perfect. Gonna, it would be very very funny. Um. I also watched The Island, Michael oh. Bay. Straight up. Love it. Like, that's actually wicked Michael Bay. Like, he, What do you mean? I love how they're educated to the level of 15-year-olds. Yep. Yeah, Michael Bay's only bomb is maybe his best film. <laughs> right? Huh. Like, what the fuck? The only failure, as far as box office-wise in his whole career, is probably the best thing he's done, which is discouraging because he'll never make anything like it's it so again. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so incredibly frustrating. He's actually telling a story that has like a, a beginning, middle, and an end and a really satisfying payoff. For like all cool, the- cool, cool you ideas. You don't want Transformers 8? No. Hmm? I feel like <laughs> the island is so good that it actually, people reference it when uh, sci-fi movies have the same, like I remember when Oblivion came out, mm. everyone said, oh, it's kind of like the island. <laughs> 
Right. Oh man, there's some aesthetic stuff. Michael there, Bay but... is getting, and also the the, the, cl- things the are clones. Like, uh, things right? are like designed by Apple. They're like white and like soft edges. The island is great. Don't yeah. underestimate it. It's really good. Of um, the sky bike thing that they ride around on, yeah, the Hornet or whatever they call it. Uh, guys, we we have we have bigger things to do because there's leaflets falling from the sky that say "We surround you." We're not in a good place. No. There's not anywhere else to go, though. I can't see who's firing at me, but they're hostile. Why aren't there boats coming? Well, everyone's on the beach. We're going to have a party, I think. Beach party. Why aren't there any boats? Christopher Nolan's beach party. go to Dunkirk. Ready on the stern line. What are you doing? You know where we're going. Into war, George. I'll be useful, sir. One of ours. He's on me. I'm on him. The ship's about to leave. They need to send more ships. Every hour the enemy pushes closer. They've activated the civilian boats. Civilians? We need destroyers. Where are we going? Dunkirk! I'm not going back. We or they will die. You're weekend sailors, not the bloody navy. Should be at home. There's no hiding from this, son. We have a job to do. So that was a clip from Dunkirk. Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. Pretty good. Yeah. Right? Dunkirk is written and directed by Christopher Nolan, and it stars Finn Whitehead, Harry Styles, Tom Hardy, Killian Murphy... Mark Rylance, Kenneth Branagh, and James Darcy. Fionn. All, all Brits, right? Fionn. Pretty, pretty well. Yeah. They're all from the British Isles. Guys, what did we think of Dunkirk? What the hell just happened? Pretty slow, right? Yeah. <laughs> that ticking clock didn't do anything to no, my nerves. didn't affect me at all. Just pretty boring. Uh, Red, did you, did you like Dunkirk? Holy macaroni. <laughs> Did I like this movie? <laughs> like this movie was so good. I've said this several times. I bought a, some food when I went into this, and I forgot I had a coke for like forty minutes. <laughs> I was so enthralled by this movie. It's captivating. It's tense. It's tight. Like the editing is so good. I felt like there's some play with the chronology, and mm. and it, I almost cried when I found out. Oh my god! When you figure out how it ties what together, he's, what he's doing, I when I, I almost saw the roadmap laid out right in front of me. Oh one one week, one day, one hour. Oh, I'm gonna get some goosebumps when this one culminates. Holy so good. fuck! Like 
I, I wrote that it is perfectly affecting. Like it is arranged so elegantly and, and it, it works so well. It's just a, it's a masterpiece. This you, is an, an artful masterpiece. Do you think that time thing works better here than in Inception? Inception was all about time, though. Like, yeah, from the like the trailer, the name of the movie, everything like showing the, the trailer, like it was clear that that was always like Except yeah, time it's thing. a different different way of playing with yeah. time too. Yeah. I think that Nolan's use of time is is he's he's a oh, fucking man. genius with that. He killed it. <laughs> he likes time. Yeah, he's kind of into In, that. Uh, Inception had the problem of having too many levels, I think, mm. and some of them dragged far too long. This yeah. is perfect. I think. I think. He incorporated yeah. uh, effectively the feedback he received after uh, putting out that movie huh. and crushed it. Oh, man, I, I love this movie. And I'll be surprised if you guys didn't just because it's so fucking good. <laughs> we're, we're gonna it's, fight. It's, uh, I think it's up to Mike at this point. Uh, I thought this movie was pretty good. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, the air is gone in the whole room. I loved that it was sub two hours. Good on you, Nolan. Um, I thought it was really tight. You're right. The editing is great. Uh, this is a pretty looking movie. I didn't think the time structure did it justice. Mm. I actually thought it sucked a lot of tension out of the story for mm. me. Um, so we'll have to discuss that. I'm, if is the time device spoilery? Like I'm not. No. 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 Okay. So how does it work? What, lay it out for us. Well, there's this movie's in three parts: land, sea, and air. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really explain the titles for you, but when you get the the land, it says one week. When you get the sea, it says one day. And you get the air, it says one hour. And so if you figure out, because it, like, it's not like he's trying to hide it. There's lots of clues here, but if you figure out right away that you're seeing the same story at three different times of it happening, mm-hmm. you recognize that the stuff you see in the day is showing guys from a week ago, so you know that they're okay. At this point, like, you know, they get to to this See, point of the story. I didn't have the realization even until it was like so in my face because it was like day in one scene and night in another. And I was like, what's going on? Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I see I, like I'm wondering if this is sort of a sixth sense scene thing, like watching this movie again. Um, well, I don't know how I want to say this. I'm sure lots of people realize what was happening very quickly in mm-hmm. the movie and I'm wondering if they had a very different experience because I remember going to see Sixth Sense and like 10 minutes in thinking, man, this guy's dead, isn't he? And the movie... <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. The, the movie was not nearly as awesome because you already knew the plot device and what was happening here. And so in this, like you know this is all happening concurrently but at different times and you see all these clues about where people have ended up throughout the story... It's not nearly as tense, like watching them in the boat later when it's getting shot at and sort of sinking, like our, our dudes on the beach. Well, I know that they at least get somewhere, and like, I didn't feel that sense of urgency because of this. Hmm. This is interesting. But it's like, don't get me wrong, this is a beautiful movie to watch. I still really liked it. It's just I don't, I don't think I thought it was a masterpiece. Damn. I, I, that's a good point. I'd have to see it again now, maybe, to to figure that out. I don't think it's like Sixth Sense or like Usual Suspects or something where it's all about the end and it no, all no, like flips the whole thing. Like, it doesn't rely on it, that. Yeah, it doesn't but, rely on it, so it's not a one-trick Yeah, there's no spoilers, that. right, on this one? Not, not, I mean, not really, no. Well, for one thing, it's about World War II, and obviously we all know how that ended. 
so that it's you can not, read about it, right? <laughs> you, can, you can read the actual events. Um, obviously not the individual characters because I think don't, I think they're fictional, but I didn't get that time thing consciously until like pretty far into it. And I still wasn't really sure what was going on for a while. There was a couple of times I'm like, what? And but but then there's no time to think about it. It's just like so relentless, and it builds up. And yes, it's about that crazy relentless music. Is such a good and word. It's, you're so nervous the whole thing, and I wasn't like stopping to think. But is that the same? Like, and honestly, sometimes the the the, the army guys, the guys on the beach, they looked so similar. They're all young. They had similar uniforms. I wasn't even sure who was the yeah. same guy anymore. You don't have to, You don't. You yeah. can't waste time wondering no, about these things. Obviously, in this movie. Tom Hardy was clear because he's a pilot, and those guys were at different time, times. But because you know, like the Spitfires are going to run out of fuel. That's part of the oh. right. But but no, I didn't really get it until pretty far in. And then I was like, oh, and then it's, it starts to come through. But I wonder now if it would have the same effect. But you can say that about a lot of movies too. Right? Yeah. Well, like, that's the whole idea of spoilers. Like, the, if the if they're actually a thing. Well, and the thing here is, it could, it could actually elevate it too, depending mm. on what you think of the film. Mm. Um, I would like to see it again. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, just to see if my opinion changes at all. Like, again, I'm I'm focusing on some negative stuff here, but don't get me wrong. This was a, a great movie. I, I enjoyed watching it very much. I, I do f- remember thinking, man, would this be nearly as good if there was no sound? Which is something mm. I've started thinking now because mm. the score is so good. Well, like, but also some of the moments to me the that sound were the effects. most powerful yeah. were silent. Yeah. yeah, but the sound effects as well as the score, the the gun, the rifle shots were incredibly loud. Like they're oh. just. And some of the the bombers as they like some yeah. of the fighters and and bombers oh, as they scream so past cool. and, that long and, whine as they come closer and closer. Well, and and they don't care. If if the sounds are hurting your ears, right? No, the movie doesn't no. care, right? It's like this is how fucking loud it is. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was that was great. Yeah. And just the fear on everyone's faces when you start to hear that. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's terrible. Like the the dread in their faces is the There's nowhere so to go for yeah. like, like mm-hmm. So you you I I really liked it. Um I I read a couple of reviews after. I don't really usually read reviews before. I read a couple of reviews after, one of which was um, very, very high on the time-shifting thing. And another one actually said something like, uh, there's a really good movie hidden in here if, if uh, Nolan had just edited together like a regular, a regular linear movie. Whoa. And I thought, no, you kind of missed the point there. Um, there. There might be a good Dunkirk movie that's more... That's more predictable, but but that's not that's Christopher not Nolan movie, and it's not Nolan. And yeah, and why would he do that? And you could maybe debate on how well he accomplished the time thing, but um, it didn't detract from me. And and also, I was just like I said, distracted by the visuals, by the this, by the music, by the sound, by the tension of it. Like the the Spitfire scenes are some of the best. <sighs> they're probably the they're like, probably the best dogfighting dog scenes fights ever made, so ever filmed. Yeah, it's not I, just it's not just the planes. It's it's the like amazingly beautiful ocean beneath them and these amazing the shots. shots are a lot of that stuff is real, right? They yeah. have replica Spitfires yeah. with IMAX cameras strapped to them. I'm they like, actually crash landed one of the IMAX cameras. One of the Spitfires, they just crash landed it on the ocean for real. Take it for the team with an yeah. IMAX camera on it, and they were like a million bucks each. <laughs> and they actually had to send little mini subs down <laughs> and to retrieve it, or like get some trawler. And the footage apparently was completely soaked in salt water, but they kept it all sealed and they re- restored it, and and what? it wasn't damaged. And the move. Really? The, the footage is in so the movie. Music. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know how I'm, else they would have got it. I'm in love that. with Christopher Nolan. Oh my gosh. Uh, the shots in this movie are fantastic. Yeah, I, I thought this movie was a juggernaut masterpiece. Do you think he's in easily, the back? Easily his best film, right? 
Like, is, is he flying there too to make I, sure it looks my, that good? It's my favorite Nolan film. Yeah. Is this yeah. is this your favorite? Yeah. Nolan? I, right now, I mean, I just saw it two days ago. Maybe it'll need some time, but yeah. I'm wondering. Like, I'm I so skeptical like now Memento because of more. because <laughs> of your your pointing this out. Like, I don't know. I'm worried now. Well, <laughs> that it's just like the initial glow. No, 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 no. This is so. this is this is a monumental achievement in, uh, in 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 what you can do with cinema. I think with with images and sound. Like I I loved this movie as a war movie because it was so affecting. But like you say, we don't even see a German. Like how there's, incredible there's is like, that? Like there's yeah. so little blood in this movie. Are they? Even, is there even blood? Like no. Do not, they refer to them as Germans ever? No. Even in the prologue, it says the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to not show them once. I mean, films usually sort of fumble with this. They might show the enemy would... Usually in, in fighter jets, the enemy would have their full visor down, really reflective, <laughs> dark, gun. dark. You can't yeah, see what's all, going on. They'd have black visors, they, they, right? They'd the gas masks on. They look completely alien. And then, of course, you know, Topper Harley. Uh, <laughs> or if you want to get real, <laughs> fucking Tom Cruise... They always have their mask open and they're uh, they don't they don't need to breathe. They don't put the <clears throat> the breather on until like they're gonna yeah. go through some serious. So the films always struggle with showing the enemy and, and Christopher Nolan just says, Why even bother? Right? It's not about them. The film opens movie, yeah. with the the leaflets falling from the sky that we surround you. So you say, Okay, well they're pushing in on these guys and then you just all of a sudden hear gunfire screaming from Somewhere. Behind, behind that, your that head. That shot is amazing as yeah. they just run and drop like flies. Yeah, we yeah. lose all but one guy and then, <laughs> like, how good was that? Mm. Yeah, and he's scrambling over the fence. Oh, you're hooked. And you are so hooked from you, the beginning of this. And movie. Hans Zimmer's maybe the star of the show, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. It helps a lot. Like you said, if there's no sound in this thing... It's not the same. It would not be the same. Well, yeah, if no score. Like, even having the sound The sound and the score. the score. Yeah. Yeah, because there's that ticking clock that everyone is and talking and about. It's there the whole time. It seems like, yeah, it, it doesn't really end for the entire hour and yeah. forty seven minutes. Which let's, I, I should point out, this movie is a full hour shorter than Interstellar. Yes, thank which is you. a great Mr. choice. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm glad it was, but I didn't even notice how long it was. Like when the movie ended, I thought I could have been there for two or three hours. I didn't even know. Like, oh yeah, no, it it, it it's just a single wedge of just increasing tension. Yeah, the whole thing. Um. Yeah. The, the the as the action explodes with that first gunshot, and then it's it sort of dies down as our main guy. I guess if we can call him that. I don't even know his character's name. Do we? Do we Soldier. Ever? No, no one no. has any right. I, I think they're listed under names in the credits. But there's a few people yeah. in this who never have a name. We burst onto the beach. I guess is he expecting to see some sort of evacuation in progress? I suppose so. Right. He doesn't. He certainly doesn't expect to see. Hundreds of thousands of his fellow troops just standing just on the beach. Up. Yeah, he obviously hasn't been on the beach because he's surprised to see just everyone standing there. Yeah, yeah. And that's our intro and into the first part. And then we cut to Mark Rylance getting his boat ready. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to our third piece, which is Tom Hardy and his boy in this squadron. I guess there's three guys at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it starts yeah. with three of them. Right? Yeah. And this is when... We get these title cards we're talking about. One week, one day, one hour. One hour. One hour. And if you didn't call this movie Dunkirk, I think you could probably call it one week, one, one day, day. <laughs> one hour. 
I don't know. It's kind of a cheesy title. Sounds like a romantic comedy or some shit. <laughs> Sounds like that. Nine and a half weeks. Harrison Ford and Hache film. Did anyone, six days, seven nights, <laughs> twenty eight days? Did anyone later. else? Look, so, so this is this is what I'm talking about. The time thing. Like some of my complaints about the film. These titles make no sense. The mole is. It doesn't say what it is. A strange. Yeah. You got to figure you, it out. You yeah. become confused because there is a character who seems to be maybe not telling the truth in this movie, right? There seems to be a, a shady character, right. imposter, well, who might be the mole of the title. Yeah, but like what got me more was the, the time, like one week, one day, one hour. So <clears throat> I was like, this makes no sense. It's like, what's the context here? And then that's what drove me to like, figure it out pretty quickly okay and so that's when uh, that's when a lot of the tension was like okay so this is a week ago gotcha so i don't know for for me it really worked to the point where i was moved emotionally when i saw each of these titles because i could i could see where this was going and i could see okay well we're clearly going to culminate in something amazing so if i if the tension might be lessened because I know that the stuff that's happening has already happened a week ago, that didn't bother me because I knew that Nolan was setting up basically like, you know, the, the end of a symphony yeah. where we are banging on all cylinders and crashing and just completely hammering at home. Tying up absolutely everything. I, 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 because I, then I thought to myself, okay, well, that's that's a good way to structure the movie to to end all three of these storylines at, at the same time because you can't have an air mission that lasts a week, right? You can't have a land a sea mission that lasts a week, but you might have, uh, you know, these guys waiting on the beach. They were there for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So the, it, what I thought was brilliant is where you have. Those three storylines ordered in, like in in order of which is fastest, right? So, the aerial scenes are airplanes are the quickest mode of transportation. So their story is only an hour long. Mm-hmm. Boats are slightly faster or slightly slower. So their story is a day, and then the the slowest mode is obviously just Walking. on foot. And so that whole entire story is a week. In a way, it's it, it's like Christopher Nolan's other movies where there's this. Like mathematical structure to the timelines that he's overlapping, and well, and I would have liked it more if they didn't lead to a culmination. Uh, I think that hmm. that's that's the uh, the point I guess I'm trying to make. Even like once you figured out, even knowing that they're knowing that they're gonna converge. So you want Pulp Fiction? Well, you know that you're gonna mm-hmm. follow these guys up until at least this point. So I like. Obviously, anything could happen to the soldiers after everything converges. Mm. But you know they're going to make it to that point because otherwise, why would you have this thread of the story knowing that things are going to line up at some point? I mean, I guess you could say that about any movie. Like, uh, you know your heroes are going to get to the end, and I don't. I mean, well, you I, know if they're in major depends on the type of movie. Like, obviously, well, yeah. and this, this is a serious problem, though. Like, if, if well, the tension it, is gone for you, then that's that's. That's the point of the movie is to be is, tense. Is yeah. tension. Well, that goes back to the question, like what you mentioned. Actually, someone said about it would have been a better movie if right. it was just edited regularly. Yeah, because then you don't know. But I really, I really like what Nolan was trying to do here. I just think it for me, it didn't necessarily work, which is too bad. Fuck because I, I like that it's not the standard structure. I like that he tried something different, and it's so successful for the majority of people out there. Uh, I'm just sad that it wasn't successful for me. 
I, it just goes along with his obsession with how flexible time yeah, is, sure. right? And, um, Maybe if I hadn't seen any other Nolan movies, it would have been different. <laughs> He's always doing this. I, I, hmm. I love the cinematography here where guys... Just oh, the ocean. Do, yeah. The ocean, the, the blue ocean and the, the sandy beach as mm-hmm. it extends. I almost feel like... the. The vistas I've never seen this far in a movie, like into right. into the because you're into the horizon. Because you're reaching toward home, right? You're looking towards. Oh, you know. And the men are these tiny little ant-like figures that are like a core, like a tiny sliver yeah. on a giant IMAX screen. And you filmed it at the actual Dunkirk too. Well, the, the, the fact that cool. that Nolan has got these IMAX cameras and he's shooting such stark imagery that actually has very little going on. I felt like he was doing this a lot with the Batman films. Um, his cinematography is really clean and mm. uncluttered. There's not like a lot of extra shit cluttering up the screen. Mm. You Usually, like I'm thinking of, remember the scene when the Joker flips the truck in Dark Knight? Yeah. Mm. It's pretty fucking incredible, right? It's cool. Yeah. That whole shot is very open and stark and and, and everything is... Michael Bay would have would have debris and shit <laughs> flying in your face. Yeah. There's there's a lot of empty space in Christopher Nolan's imagery, um, and this one has the most. And and it's so gorgeous. For well, it. Tim and I have have we discovered as we talked about film one day that wide shots are expensive. Hmm. Period. So that's why TV shows, televisual programming is generally over the shoulder, boring shit. That's middle range. clearly shot in a studio or some soundstage wide shots are really expensive to do and christopher nolan just spends the (laughs) entire whole movie the the entire movie is in is in just imax wide shot um just raw uncluttered imagery you get the picture like a a director would normally use oh man we got to use every inch of our imax screen to just fill it with lightsabers yeah (laughs) you know um I mean, I don't know if this is spoilery. Maybe a little bit. But what do you think of this 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 thread of this French soldier who's? I don't know. Like, what was the payoff of that? I don't know. Just just to increase tension, I guess. Yeah. 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 Does it do anything? I think that scene is one of the only times they do say Germans. What would? What would? Yeah, you're right. What would this guy um, do? Would he radio their position, though? We're in a boat. I mean, I guess <laughs> right, that, what you're really do, we're, yeah. on, we're with every other soldier on the beach. I mean, I just don't understand. what well, this, If this guy is a mole or this guy is some sort of spy, what, what kind of... Cause, but I wonder if, if his purpose there wasn't really for himself. It was to show like the paranoia that can result amongst everyone else. Like, yeah, I think like, that's how, what it was. crazy they started going. Obviously, he's... Everybody well, was turning on, them, yeah, on each other. I don't think the like, point was that he was, you know. I don't think that was a realistic thing. It was just that they started losing their minds. Yeah, I do like how Harry Styles drops not one, but two F-bombs in there. Pretty nice. I, yeah, so notice. is Harry... I, got, I had this question posed to me, and I wanted to get your guys' responses. Do you... Uh, is Harry Styles a good actor? Kinda. I thought he was kind of cool in this. And I was saying, like, I think he was I, okay I here. It's it's hard to judge by this movie because he didn't really have much to work with. He just yelled a little. Yeah. It's all responsive. It's he wasn't like, bad. Nolan yeah. puts him into these fucking awesome situations right. and says like, 
just respond just like be a man be a human being yeah there's no characters in this film arguably like you're just a you just need to be alive and mm-hmm. try to stay that way no one tells scene. us anything about who they are except, at any point except for mark rylance you kind of yeah. get at the end right yeah he's which is kind of, he's kind of the emotional center in a I way i don't mm-hmm. know if that is a great thing if if it's the whole thing with george <clears throat> well just yeah. i don't know if i learned anything about what it was like to be a soldier in the Dunkirk evacuation. Mm-hmm. I kind of know what it was like to be a, a, the Civilian. captain of a yacht. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I not, not to take anything away from it, and and I do you. It's not fair. You do learn a lot about how intense that would have oh, been when, and when, everything, but you don't learn anything about the people, the people involved, because, right? I want to know what what were these people like. But the soldiers are undifferentiated, and I think partly because you don't, despite the time thing, you don't really know who's going to live and die, so mm-hmm. you, you don't have like a star. Uh, army soldier who's gonna who's gonna live and you follow his care you follow the pilots a little bit and then you follow the ship's captain right and that's i think where you get some of the humanity because the rest of it that i don't remember their names I, th- I think the one soldier is credited as tommy but tommy is just the general name for british soldier it's just like a nickname mm. like i think the whole thing was that they were just a whole bunch of them and you don't know who's gonna live and die and they're not they're not individuals they're just like a mass of people that have to survive well fin- what's his name finn finn whitehead yeah. he like he to me, he's the main character, like because we follow him through the whole thing. We do, and he leads us through the narrative in right yeah. in certain and, ways. And there's the big payoff, like when he's pulled up out of the water, right? But uh, you don't know his in the past end. or anything, though, right? You as soon as they start taking off, you're like, okay, it's totally him in the water, and then they pull him up. It's like, oh, it's him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, so what do you guys make of this whole? It's a strange scene where him, he, he, and this other, he, dude. <laughs> he and this other dude. Yes, thanks, thanks. This other dude and he, thanks, subjective teach. form. These two dudes. He's sneaking up the pier, sort of Spider-Manning his way underneath the timbers and trying yeah. to get to the end of this pier. I, for, I, for what I don't know. He's trying to sneak onto the... Yeah. He's trying to sneak back onto the boat. On, he's trying to get onto yeah. any boat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, then it, that's a terrible plan because every boat is just fucking sinking. And <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah. I feel like this was a little bit of a ch- an easy way for us to get some... We're, we're eavesdropping on Kenneth's... Kenneth Branagh here, right? right? That's how we're able to. And that's how we're able to deliver some information to the audience without just sort of cutting to Kenneth Branagh and the other generals talking about, oh, Admiral, what's going on? Well, this is our plan, and this is the, you know, this is some backstory. This is what the Army's doing. We're only bringing one battleship at a time, and the enemy's backed off for now and picking us off from the air. And that seems weird because they just go back to the officers talking throughout the film anyway. Yeah, when they're not, they're eavesdropping. <laughs> but, I guess, but I guess that opened it. Like mm, it, it, it introduced it. them. Yeah. But I'm, I'm starting to. I'm sitting here and I'm wondering because we see it happen several times in the movie where like a ship sinks and it goes over on its side. Mm. So capsizing, I believe. Um, what? Like, how do they shoot those where we're seeing so many people just like covered and I don't dragged know. underwater and screaming? Yeah, and, I don't know. And like the boats <laughs> filling with water mm. and the rooms filling up with water and all the pe- there's like. Tons and tons of people. They're all eating jam, and I want I wanted to eat that <laughs> jam on toast. Jam on toast, <laughs> so, so bad because they were just crushing it and stuffing it. And they, they knew were all that, drinking tea. And they yeah. knew that they were going to get bombed. They knew, and and we see Finn Whitehead. He sees the door that's gets locked shut, and he's like, "This is no good." He's like, we're "I got to stand next die. to the door." Like, yeah. stand we're all going to die in here. Um, yeah, I I just feel like when we're cutting back to Branagh and all that, um. <laughs> I, I, there's a reason why we don't get much dialogue in this. Mm-hmm. It's a limited dialogue scene. I guess we need it. However, 
from what I understand, the IMAX cameras are too loud. And so recording dialogue yeah. on set is just mm-hmm. not generally usable. Because you can hear the camera. Because in the camera, like, that's crazy. Boing, Interesting. Really? <laughs> I don't know what it would sound like, but it's the loudest fuck. That's how it sounds. It sounds like sure. a belt sander because the film is so big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound, right? There. Which I was I was disappointed to see. Ours was digital IMAX, which is yeah. I pointed. Can, you could see the kind of uh, fuck that in the in the the text. Yeah. You could kind, see kind of feel ripped off. Uh-huh. Kind of feel ripped off. I want cigarette burns and marks. Yeah. But however, the cameras are. St- too loud to record dialogue so everything is adr right Mm. so that's why only certain scenes in the dark knight and interstellar and usually the action sequences were done in imax because it's why batman's voice is like that to cover up (laughs) someone no but the action scenes are all done with you know post-production audio anyway so Mm. in this case Nolan said, okay, well, I'm not going to have these characters speak much, and then that's how we can film the whole movie in IMAX, and then put whatever dialogue we need, just do it in post-production. I'm sure Tom Hardy loved that, because yeah. do you ever see his mouth move? No. Because he's, he's got the mask on the right. whole time. In right. his contract, he probably says, can I wear something over my mouth at any point in the movie? <laughs> in every <Right>. movie. <laughs> like, well, yes. What is it? Like, can it be like a gas mask for an airplane? Okay, sure. Yes. It, can it be a weird skull thing on the front of a truck in Mad Max? <laughs> Absolutely. I was thinking about Mad Max just now because remember how, um, uh, oh, shoot, what's his name? The director talks about uh, how he likes Japanese cinema and good movies you should be able to watch even if you don't understand the language. Hmm. And this is absolutely a case this, where yeah, that's anybody could watch this movie. Yeah. You don't have to speak English at all. You don't have to understand the dialogue in any of these scenes. You just need to watch and... You know these soldiers want to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think any of the dialogue has any bearing this on... This is a powerful movie. The plot. Regardless. Um, and I, I guess it's because it's so basic, I find it interesting that the most compelling scene in the movie involves... Um, an, an accidental death over yeah. over a man who's completely shell-shocked and afraid, understandably so, who's aggressively trying to take over the boat and causes a horrific accident, right? And feels remorse. And yeah. the stuff that's going on with... I, I felt like all of that was almost the most powerful character stuff in the movie where... Out of all the death, that was the one that kind of... That you feel. Yeah. It's not a soldier. I don't yeah. know if that works. And I feel like... We don't really get an idea of how many soldiers were were killed on the beach or were captured on the beach. Um, well, it's, well, it's interestingly like removed from the history and politics. Like, there's there's a little bit at the end where the the guy's reading Churchill's words in the newspaper, but there's so no, never surrender. But there's no scene of Churchill reading. Or there's no there's very there's a little bit of the generals, but there's no like. And the third German army's moving in from the east. It's just like focused on those guys. There. And, and, and the you, you look get the picture after, that it's only Tom Hardy was. Well, we got one POW and it was Tom Hardy. Yeah. But to me, like, <laughs> and this is, I don't know if this is, but a big moment was after he reads Churchill's speech, he looks up and just the look on his face yeah. was just like, as someone who's been there, like these words, like it's, you know, like you see the relief that people are celebrating yeah. that they're coming back. But like, he's like, we didn't do shit. Like mm-hmm. we, 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 we ran away. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the fuck? And so all of this, and I feel like the most, the central drama of the film ends up being a, a, a boy who was accidentally killed and the remorse and 
acceptance that they're sort of giving the guy who did it. And um, I, I don't know. I, I just felt like that was a strange distraction a little bit. I don't know why we needed to add that extra heartbreak to this whole situation. Mm. I don't. Is that a true story? Did that happen? Maybe that happened on one of the boats over. Maybe it's it does add like a a, a human element. I don't know because we're we're not getting into the real meat of war i think we're like the only bit of war we see is the soldier leaving like running away from combat and like a few guys hiding from gunshots yeah um i think it no i think it works um and it's especially good because nolan's moving away from the usual storytelling shit that he gets into right like we don't get a lot of that spoon-fed storytelling that's trying to make the audience feel smart when it's actually kind of really stupid and clumsy (laughs) Um, I'm killing all like the all the Nolan fans are burning this podcast right now. <laughs> I mean, he's done some really good movies, um, and some not so good. Movies. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He he just gets away from his usual antics. He's not like it's the opposite of a cerebral this hollow complexity he's always into. Um, he's not trying to make idiots feel smart, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it this is just pure adrenaline. Edge of your fight, edge or, of your seat. Fight or flight, like that's yeah. what you say. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It's just only action. It's pure instinct. I say I read an article, a review online that said this is uh, like a novel with all the verbs, with only the verbs left in it. <laughs> nice. So the whole book is just verbs, right? Running, jumping, shooting, flying, shooting, exploding. Jamming. Flying, yeah, driving, drowning, burning, Dr- yeah, just all verbs. Just you can the, the novel's written in verbs only. Um, now that we've explained that analogy thoroughly, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I want jam on toast again, man. Jamming, uh, yeah, I just that scene where we get to um, the the plane crashing on the. Oh, on the ocean. So and mm-hmm. that's why I think it's great. The, the cutting back and forth between these timelines is effective when we start matching up events events in an interesting way, including this one where two timelines are experiencing they sort of intersect. This, this drowning the, sequence um, at the same time. That's one of my favorite, like, delightfully British moments in this movie. Like, we, we only see really Brits and uh, French soldiers, mm-hmm. right? Um, and very, very few French soldiers. Um, but the most British moment, I think, is when they pull that pilot out, like he's had the near-death experience, and you know his response is just simply like, "Good afternoon." Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> so good. Uh, it's not, and th- not that the it's a, a slight yeah, on the film to yeah, not yeah, include yeah. other, um, even even the other uh, Commonwealth soldiers that are missing. I think y- you'd be doing a disservice to the film to try and squeeze more in. Right, yeah. like you don't, you don't miss anything by only showing the Brit the British experience here no yeah I don't think so and and this movie's not about loss it's not about a slaughter mm-hmm. it's not about a massacre per se it's it's about this amazing evacuation that they pulled off and <clears throat> he's trying to give a happy ending to this thing right it's this thrilling nail-biting situation that we managed to get our boys out of for the most part i believe right. there was like 60,000 men still lost in this but most of them were were captured well if you, well yeah like yeah, i heard yeah, a yeah. i heard a strange thing actually about how the germans had the soldiers surrounded at dunkirk and just kind of waited yeah like they didn't 
kill him. You, even though they that is kind of what happens. You don't happen, you, yeah. you don't see it in the movie because it's not directly relevant to the history. But the Germans also didn't send their tanks in because there was like marshland, and they thought they might lose them in the marshes. So that's why they they just like let the planes do it. But also, apparently, the high command was convinced that once they left, they would never come back. So like, fine, let them go. It's kind of kind of that attitude too. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's a few things that kind of deflate the tension that are that is shown in the movie, but. But, it's the, a movie. but the focus of it, also the, the ending is is like it's a defeat and a victory, right? Even the soldiers are very they have very mixed attitudes when they come back. They're like, I didn't even want to look out the window, and then they look, and the guy's giving them a beer, right? Yeah, because yeah. it was it was a defeat, but it was also welcome uh, home, and you survived, and at least that's something. And yeah. then the last shot of, of Hardy's plane, right, in the whole thing, like he blows it up because my plane crashed. That's mm-hmm. terrible, but at the same time, you're not getting it. Yeah, well, and, and the, the interaction with the blind guy too. The one soldier didn't right. know he was blind, right. and the other soldier yeah. does, and, yeah. and so their interactions are are worlds away from yeah. each other. He right? wouldn't even look me in the eye, right? Or wouldn't look us in the eye. Like, well, yeah, he's blind. And the other guy's like, <laughs> yeah, that was like a blind dude that was out to help us, cause right? Because we're awesome. Or the the guy who, who uh, yelled at the Air Force guy, like, where were you? And then my Ryland's like, they know where you were. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a really good moment. Rylance was so good in this. Yeah, yeah he's like, he is amazing. I I thought that again. The, the, how that culminates with them telling Killian Murphy, knowing he's knowing this Georgie character is dead, mm-hmm. and he did it, and they still tell him anyway. Like he's he'll be, be okay. okay. Right? Yeah. He'll be all right. And I saw. I I don't know if this is what you read into it, but I can see the understanding in Killian Murphy's eyes. Just tell me that he's all right. Yeah. I know I killed him. But just say that he's fine. Right. And then at the end, I thought it was a perfect little touch where he sees the body. Yeah. And, and then he's gone. Just when we away. when we turn back, he's gone. So yeah. we he he is not acknowledging it. He he can maybe walk away with the thought that oh that I maybe I didn't kill him. Um, mm-hmm. I just I thought there was a lot of subtle stuff happening there with that whole arc. Uh, What's well, interesting seeing that character. Uh, broken, mm-hmm. where because we get a glance of him earlier in the movie too, when he's commanding the rowboat and he doesn't pick up the dudes. Yeah, uh, and he's like super in charge, and he's just a different person altogether. So mm-hmm. it's nice showing, like, and you that can whole see thing. like being the only survivor of this giant ship that's mm-hmm. gone down, sitting on the bow or the stern of it, and you know, yeah. how did like, is it just was it shallow in that part of the channel? Like, was the boat on? on the ground and just sticking up or was it I'm imagining there somehow? was enough air trapped in various okay. parts it's just of the boat floating. I think they take a while to sink sometimes cuz it like it wasn't moving it didn't look like in the water it was just it was solid and the water was moving around it but it wasn't exactly clear how deep out they were too cuz they did keep referencing the fact that the large ships couldn't come in very far right? true enough yeah and they were ferrying people out to the battleships but right still and getting them deep enough to die out in, that but, way yeah um yeah, I, I felt like. Did you guys Deep think we, enough to die? <laughs> did we spend too much time in the belly of this trawler? I felt like maybe we were down there for a bit too long, just with bullets yeah, from yeah. this bullet target practice. I guess is what the and and yeah. like miraculously a Dutch well, like the, ship hand. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I don't know the, the target practice moment, like where it was the three groupings. Yeah, I thought that was good, but then when they just started 
literally filling this boat with holes. And yeah, but it kept going. It was it was yeah. a false reassurance. I yeah. I enjoyed that little yeah. moment where like, oh yeah, maybe. Oh fuck no. Yeah, yeah. and and that I, that is a great scene where we're again cutting back to this Spitfire that's flooding, and we see that scene from a different perspective earlier in the movie from the air. Um, right. Yeah, I, I like the the culmination. I think is perfect with Tom Hardy in. My, I think what is the most beautiful shot of the movie is him pumping everything manually. Yeah. Just, just as he's like slowly releasing the gear, his his, gear. his, yeah. his Spitfire is completely run out of gas. We, we know that he's, he's gliding in for landing he, and he's, he's hand been, pumping his wheels down. As someone who drove from Merritt to Hope on zero, <laughs> on a zero tank of gas, uh, this was stressful. Just the same. Yeah. This was stressful and I felt it. And so what a beautiful sequence with just the, the gear yeah. perfectly. That might be some, some of my favorite footage in this movie. Uh, so, so just the sound. The blade not turning and, in the front. Oh my God. And it, you know it's all real. Like this is clearly somebody landing a Spitfire on a beach with the sun setting. What more do you want? And then we get the troops coming over and then you realize, oh, he's actually in. He's, he's not in the Dunkirk. Like we're way out of the. He's going to be in a POW camp for five he's years. He's clearly in enemy territory. He's flown past the Dunkirk beach. Yeah. We are not where we want to be. Uh, and that's, I guess, the only Nazis or Germans. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he didn't bail. That's the only... I know he could have, right? Why didn't you bail over top of the Dunkirk beach with all your were, boys? Those planes are really hard to, to successfully bail I think out you kind of can't yeah. do it, yeah. Uh, and that's the only enemy that we see is just coming over the hill and some guns... In silhouette. You pointed. don't even really see them, yeah. It's, it's amazing, man. Uh, I, I can't ask for anything more. In terms of this, like the, the maybe the cheesiest part was a bit of the music when we had all the boats coming in, and it was a bit of a rah rah. But they had to change Hooray. the music at like one moment. At least they did it like once. It's not. It doesn't ring tr- like untrue. It's no. Everything works for me. Um, yeah. What do we make of this final shot though? Because we we I, we end on what I thought was perfect. And, a, and an allegory for the rest of the war, this shot of Tom Hardy's Spitfire mm. just burning, burning in flames with the sun almost down. Uh, I thought, oh, this is awesome. This is just symbolic of all the, you know, all the destruction that's left to come, Still to come in yeah. the war, right? Um, and D-Day is years off, and yeah. this, is, this is all going to keep happening, and destruction's not going to end. And then we cut to Finn... Reading on the train. On the newspaper, and then that's what you're talking He looks up at the camera or up at... Harry Styles with the look of uh, of confusion or or I like, don't even, it's almost just like uh, it's hard to it, like he doesn't care anymore. I, I didn't yeah. know, I, I don't know what to make of it. I did not get what was supposed to be conveyed I think, there. I think he was almost to me it was like he was real he's home but this war isn't done. <laughs> yeah, well, like no. war's hell. Well, I'm going to be going back we're at some point. Is, we're going to fight in the beaches and fight in the town yeah. and fight in the street. And, yeah. It's just like, shit, okay, this isn't over. He's got an incredulous look. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, the, you almost wouldn't know this is a Christopher Nolan movie in some ways. Except for all the time play. Because of the time play, but... <laughs> but other than... Yeah, I mean, it's different. It's not sci-fi. Yeah. It's not fantasy. The, shot, the shots are... It is his Pretty style, his, but yeah, um, yeah. I can see where Mike's coming from. Maybe this this c- cluttered the timelines, cluttered the clarity of the event unnecessarily, right? These these fractured storylines perhaps took away from 
the cohesion of this event and trying to depict it in a very direct way. I, I don't know. I, I maybe not, but there, there are a couple of things that just make me think it was supposed to be a big shock. Yeah. Such as we were talking about the boats coming in and we are cutting back and forth between the yacht where Rylance is on and all of these boats picking the soldiers up and it's really tight shots. So you can't see outside mm. the boat. Mm. So it's like, you're meant to think that he's with this armada of small boats, but they're nowhere near that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, fooled you. And that, that sort of bugs me a little because it's like, oh, no, this is a trick. Whereas if something like that didn't exist. Christopher Nolan can't resist the little magic trick, right? Yeah. Every time. You know, he's a bit of a Shyamalan kind of trickster <laughs> in that way. It's fun. It's film. Um, guys, what are we giving this out of 10 here? It's going to be high. Red, it's, for me, I'm, it's a 9 at least. It might be a 9.5. This might be one of the highest scores I've given out on this show. It's mm. bouncing up there for me, too. I hadn't quite made up my mind. I'm, I want to put it at a nine because war movies aren't my favorite, but, like... It's not... Like, it's it's in it's a war, di- but yeah, it's, it's not different. really... It's yeah. like the speed of war movies. <laughs> like, Let's it's, put that on the it's poster. Not, <laughs> it's not... Um, you can't go below 50. Saving Private Ryan or, like, Black Hawk Down. Or Hacksaw Ridge. Or Hacksaw no, Ridge. It's very different than those. It doesn't yeah. focus on the brutality so much as... It's a nail-biter. I love the... There's like, literally no blood in the movie, uh, except for... People die, but there's not really blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's one shot, the beautiful shot, where we have... Out of focus, Finn Whitehead's lying in the foreground and in the background, out of focus, just down the beach, we see these explosions. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. guy right in front of us. Bursting yeah. Yeah. slowly towards the camera. Yeah. Like four, like, this and guy then, gets lifted bodily, like yeah. 10 yeah. feet away there from There might him. be some blood there. Yeah. Uh, but Mike, what are you giving this? It's an 8 out of 10 for me. Mm. That's like the, the harshest 8 out of 10 ever given. <laughs> eight. D- again... There's a lot to like about this movie. Eight is a high score. It is. It, like, that's, it deserves recognition for yeah. being a good movie. It's just the time thing messed it up for me. I want, like, I really wanted to like this movie and come in hot and give it like a nine, nine and a half, uh, but I can't. Mm. So an eight it is. I wonder if the IMAX would have added. Maybe, some... maybe. It fucked my head up. It really did. Graham, what are you giving it? I, I don't know. I've been thinking about it for hours now. I'm. I think I was, I'm going to go from 8.5 to 9. I, I, uh, story Storylines and everything is an 8.5 for me, but just the visuals, just just it's worth seeing just for that. Like the dog fights. And just just enjoy it on that. <laughs> Whatever. It's not a perfect movie, but it's really, the dog really, fights. really, really hey, good. I'm so hey, good. Hey, hey, Christopher Nolan, do you want to direct like a Star Wars movie with X-Wing <laughs> fighters in it? Oh, yeah. And then maybe build X-Wings? And then maybe Actual fly X-Wings, fly X-Wings around? And then uh, just digitally create yeah. space. I, I, I'm giving a Dunkirk a 9.5. Nice. Wow. Committing to that. It's a comfortable 9.5, though, I think. This is the best movie of the year. This is the best. This is better than Baby Drivers. Scott Wilson. Put that on the poster. Better yes. than Get Out. Better than Split. I loved it's Get better. Out, but I think it might. Yeah. It's the best film of the year for me. Next week, though, I think it's going to be supplanted by Valerian. And the city of a thousand planets. Do you? That's unlikely. Or it might be <laughs> supplanted by Atomic Blonde. We don't know what we're reviewing next week, folks. It's kind of a lottery. Yeah. But our review of Dunkirk is in the books. If you agree or disagree with our takes, please mm. email verticalviewing at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Please. This movie is pretty amazing. See it in theaters. Support. See it in a giant cinema. Screen. Support big scale cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely do that. 
Graham, thanks for coming. Thanks yes. so much, guys. Anytime. I'd I love to be back again. Awesome. Uh, where can we find you guys on the internet? It's happening. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jared underscore Sargent. Tight. Yeah. I'm on tight. Twitter at Michael R. Lind. Wicked. Tight. Still just on Facebook, so awesome. find me there. <laughs> I'm, on, uh, I'm on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC at Scott Wilson on Letterboxd. Tight. Do it. Our Instagram account is broken. Still shadow banned. Don't like know what's it. going on. You got to look us up to see any of our stuff. But Vertical Viewing Podcast on Instagram, at Vertical Viewing on Twitter. Let some, us know what's up. Some litness. The Vertical Viewing Podcast on Facebook. There's all sorts of goodies happening, guys. Go to Patreon.com. Get on board. Patreon.com slash Vertical Viewing. Become a patron. Become you can go a patron. A patron, one, two, or three dollars per month. Tell us what to review. Gets you access to the Vertical Viewing Vault. Martin's there. Joseph's there. Nick's there. Chris is there. Rhonda is also there, but she's mm-hmm. on. Our, she's magnesium. magnesium. She's our pay, She's our PayPal donor. Oh wait, so she's not magnesium. You can go to verticalviewing.com for that short-term relationship. Click on the PayPal hmm. donation button there. One night stand with the podcast. We Rhonda, had a, we had a run, one night stand. With Rhonda, Rhonda, you are amazing we love you Rhonda. you're amazing come back if you want you can go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing for a long-term relationship and that's where the dune review will happen july 24th dune it should probably be up by the time this podcast exists so <laughs> go to patreon.com slash vertical viewing check out our dune review uh you can check us out on itunes many other places google play Tune in radio, Google Play Music, as I said, Stitcher as well. Is there any final thoughts from anyone in here? Dogfights. Oh my God. So tight. I want dogfights to be a new genre of films. It, I feel like yeah. we've just let them. We forgot how cool dogfight, yeah. dogfights yeah. are, right? Bring I never back. did. I, I just wish they well, there's hadn't no, gone away. There's nothing to To me. Yeah. You got Stealth, right? You got Stealth starring Jamie Foxx and <laughs> no. Jessica Biel. That's like the best. Well, you got yeah. Jessica Biel's blue bikini. That, that's that, that yep. the best. That's not a dog fight. <laughs> um, in, to me, my final thought is that this movie, I think if you... Like the worst way to go in this movie, worst way to get killed, was vertically. Like really? Getting, like down, getting, sinking like a getting stone? Getting crushed by a boat or like sinking like an airplane or anything. Just brutal. Cool. (laughs) Don't keep it vertical. (laughs) 